You're listening to the Gen Zen Broadcasting System. You're listening to 40 Something Podcast, Valley in the Vig. Now, here are your hosts, Silicon Steve Valley and the Vig. 40 Something's Podcast, back again, May 18th, episode 58. We're just uh, slicing them up and dishing them out for you. Middle of May, we just got off our episode where we were talking about all the live music that's just come flowing back in. Uh, You'll be able to get tickets for festivals like Swanee, Summer Camp, Peach Festival up in Northeast Pennsylvania, Lollapalooza, which takes place in downtown Chicago, or so to speak, Grand Park, Chicago. So, Valley, what do you say? Uh, Two episodes in one day. Loving this. Well, I tell you what, Vic, I'm extraordinarily jazzed. I, I, first of all, Summer Camp Music Festival could not come soon enough. That's That's been circled on my date. That's the big one for me so far. But Suwanee Music Festival, my beautiful bride, Kelly Williams, and I have been there before. And it's definitely worth a trip to go back. So that, with my new sober going ways, I'm really open to kind of pay attention to what's going on with these festivals, not being wasted drunk at two o'clock in the afternoon. Yes, Wani Halloween making the announcement today, this morning, about their festival. And uh, that will be taking place over holiday weekend. Which we announced here first. Yeah, you heard it here first on the 40-somethings podcast. I was just wondering, you know, do you think about it? Though? Is there a lot of 40-somethings at these? I actually think there are. There are a lot of 40-somethings at these type of festivals. So oh, I would think they would probably, I would suggest at this point in time, 20s, 30, I think 30s and 40s are probably your sweet spot for the more expensive festivals. But we'll remain to be seen. I'll tell you what, summer camp is going to be weird because summer camp ha- is kind of, it has a bougie area. You can do VIP, you spend the extra two, $250, $300, whatever it is. But it, it without, I'm just going to come out and say it, it's just a much better class of human being that camps in VIP than with camps. With the yeah, and- so this will be my first one in four years. Last one was in 2017, and it you know even the VIP camping was kind of uh, getting getting really a little bit on the pack side. But the actual general admission was it was just like in there packed in there like sardines. I would wouldn't even really make it worth it. I just feel like the VIP experience just makes it the, the festival you want it to be. Oh, exactly. I mean, I. We did, we slummed it the first two years in summer camp in 06 and 07 when we went, me and my girlfriend at the time. And I tell you what, it wasn't too bad, but I was just turned, I was 29 and 30. Now, you know, I had a really dear friend of mine selling ketamine, acid, and cocaine all weekend, which is great. But I don't have a lot of really, really, really good friends that sell ketamine anymore. I don't know if that's... Son, you're getting older. I don't know. I'm really growing up, you know? Shit. Steve, Steve from the office doesn't have that ketamine again. Shit. But anyways, Vic, no, no. this we're not here to talk about music festivals, brother. We did that earlier with The Wiz. We're here to talk about cryptocurrency. We're here to talk about what the hell is happening. I lost my house, Vig. Gosh, crypto, crypto Tuesday, and yes, uh, the this big is a new dip. Wait, Vig. This is a new spot. Oh, you think so? Hail 
Tales from the Crypto Keeper. And Vig, since I'm a big fat person, you're going to have to be the keeper because he was thin. I like it. Yeah, so the big dip. We're always saying that. We're always saying the big dip. Did you buy the dip? And it's like, this is what the actual traders that start to uh, catch on to what's going on. They start saying, oh, my gosh, I can't buy the dip. How many dips can I buy? I just don't have, you know, because, yeah, this is going to go up and down. And this one, I'm pretty sure we were calling this. uh, We were at least discussing this, that there was going to be a big dip in Bitcoin before a big rise. And I think we're about two months late on the big dip. But you'll see a data peaked out up there around 63,000 and then just headed down into the cellar. And we had talked about this, that, you know, this would really be the time to catch on if you were going to, but it's tough. It's, there was a reading some of the data that came out this morning. There was a lot of outflows of Bitcoin, which meant that people were just selling. They were liquidating, they got liquidated on their position and they were just in there because they put $300 because friend of a friend said, look, look, this is the new, you know, this is like back again. It's the thing. And uh, they lost it. And that's going to continue to happen, I think, for a little while longer. Um, but I do I do think that this goes upwards. None of the fundamentals have changed. Bitcoin is still the most decentralized, disruptive currency they hit in this, this, time, this time period. That has not changed. What has changed is that Elon Musk said that they're not going to accept it for payment for a Tesla. That's really what this comes down to. Sent the market sliding. Also, you know, it, also what has been known is that Bitcoin uses a lot of electricity. This was always known. This was always the case. It just now, and that said a lot of more environmentally, more conscious investors. Uh, exactly. and by the way, back. if I can interrupt for a second. Go ahead. You have been calling all, everything he's saying, folks, if you've been paying attention to what we have talked about, and there's several episodes about cryptocurrency. I don't mean to put big over the moon here, but this guy has predicted all of the shit that is happening right now. So pay the fuck attention. So this, uh, you know, this is a perfect opportunity, a perfect time for the, uh, this is, this is not financial advice and it's not an opportunity to sell securities in any way, do your own research and only invest what you would, uh, be able to risk, risk, risk losing all of it. And, uh, with that being said though, um, looks like just here in the, in the near term, Bitcoin, is actually headed upwards a little bit. Um, but yeah, this, this, this is, uh, this is what they call fear and uncertainty. Uh, and, and it happens a lot and it just drives people out of the market. And it's, it's also very alive and well in the stock market, but with cryptocurrencies, since everything's at hyperspeed a lot of the time, um, the, the, the pullbacks are stronger and people get caught up in it. They think that they think, okay, oh, this is going to be the time that it heads to zero, but that's not happening. Bitcoin is not heading to zero. Well, that's the thing what's happening right now, Vig. And if you've been paying attention and I know you have, there's a lot of negative press on Bitcoin, but these are things that everyone who's been in the know, this isn't surprising. This is just things that if you know anything about cryptocurrency, everything that we're finding out about Bitcoin, oh boy, there's use a lot of electricity. Look out. This is this is something you've been talking about the entire time. And people, it's still hard because it's not easy to figure out what the, to wrap your head around what mining cryptocurrency even is still. All right. And honestly, I still have trouble with it, depending on what day of the week or what episode you might listen to. I might even give you a very <laughs> cockamamie uh, view on that or, or explanation on that. Uh, but um, yeah, so I honestly feel that this. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, I think it goes a little bit lower than than that. Um, I think we might actually if we break if we break to the, the bottom end of 40, 
then I then I think we do have a pretty good slide happening. Um, but it would actually represent a very good entry point when it does slow down to get back in. It's just that how, how long can you hold on for your hat, especially if you went in already and you already have you had opened a business in the last couple of weeks between what it is now and at 63, you're you're definitely losing your shirt right now. Well, you know, it's interesting you said that because a lot of people, that part, that $42,000, $44,000 part was when a lot of people, including myself, jumped in on Bitcoin. So if you put in, say, $20,000 or $30,000, if you went all in on Bitcoin a year ago at $42,000, $43,000, $44,000, you have made close to ten dollars to $15,000, if not $20,000, and you've lost it. Mm-hmm. You've lost every cent. And if, in fact, if you got it at 44, you're in the red, brother. So this is scaring. A, this is going to scare a lot of the normal folks off that were riding high on the Doge. Right. By the way, a lot of people are still riding high. If you got in at 8,000, which was only what 13 months ago, mm-hmm. you're still playing with the house's money. Guy like you, a guy like a lot of people who got into it four or five years ago. This is all house's money. Right. So it's a lot easier to ride these type of dips through. And also you, you have to keep you have to keep a long-term vision. So you have to be long on what it is now. So if it's at 43 now or like 42 now, you have to be long on that. You have to be waiting for this to ride itself out, go, go, go even lower for a while, and then and actually just wait for it to climb back up again. And honestly, a lot of that depends on how much it stays in the media. And honestly, I think it actually has to go down and be like a scam again. People have to lose a bunch of money before it just like Which is gets happening. quiet. That, yeah, that, yeah. That, that was the best thing that happened. So, so all last summer, it was quiet. So, you know, Bitcoin was at about 7,000. The whole, you know, and got, got, got up there a little bit, but between seven and 9,000 most of the summer. And now, you know, you say it's like closing. So, when it, so if, if, at 43 now, you're... Right. Your profits were pretty high. Were you pretty high? But you were also probably ridiculed, which I was by a lot of people. Um, and then I was, I was ridiculed when I did when I divested into all these other little what they call altcoins or lower lower coins. And um, these are even a little bit more. These are even high, more highly volatile, even at this stage of the game. But these could actually even have, have bigger returns because they offer an actual utility for what they do. Whereas Bitcoin is just kind of a store of value or, you know, like a, a representation, like a digital gold. Some of these things like Cardano, um, Ethereum, um, you know, even like lower end of, of the price range here, like or not even so much now, but Polygon is around $2 right now. These are coins that you could scoop into that in a couple of years, these would, they could actually be the next AT&Ts. That's incredible. So what are some, say, give me your top four or five cryptos that you would keep an eye on if you were somebody who, by the guy like me, great example, a dabbler at best. I have done well enough to where I was able to take two months off of work. That's about as good as you can, as I was looking to get, that's as good as I got it. I'm ready to go big into crypto. I feel what you're feeling. I think there's something big happening. So I'm at first, I'm, I'm a guy, first time I'm going to, to invest a significant amount of money. You know, I would say anywhere between 10 to 20% of my portfolio is going into crypto. Where do I, if you're me, where would we put my money? Would I put my money into Litecoin? Ethereum, Safecoin, 
what's the deal? What's the buzzword about these undercurrents that not a lot of people know about? It's all doge and bit, doge and bit. It's like, honestly, and by the way, am I wrong by this analogy? Dogecoin's like fucking Mediterranean and Baltic Avenue, right? And, and Bitcoin is Boardwalk and Park Place. Am I? Is that a good analogy or what? I just thought of that. It is a good analogy. And they also are just kind of like casino cones right now where you have people just trying to short them and get in big. And like, and honestly, that, that they're all losing their shirts right now. And I, I, I do think that Dogecoin is, it has a future um, of doing something. In the short term, I just think it's a wild, wild west. But uh, you know, going back to what you had oh, wow. mentioned, <laughs> uh, I, I'd say yes, 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 and no. And uh, so yes to Bitcoin, yes to Litecoin, yes to Ethereum, no to safe. It's called safe moon. And that is a, like another Dogecoin. So I don't know of any utility that it's being used for other than just being like pushed to like a Ponzi scheme, just being pumped and then dumped or like, and people are, there's definitely stories of people getting rich. In fact, honestly, depending on how you played Dogecoin, you are actually a lot richer than some of the people that strategically invested over the last two, three years, you know, yeah. they just did it methodically. But uh, I also just wanted to mention a few things, uh, something called DeFi, which is what this whole movement really is, is a decentralized finance movement. So you might want to look into some of these tokens where you might be able to do the swap trading um, and be able to do like different types of, of liquidity where you would actually invest inside, invest something or an asset inside the coin that we would store in there and then stake on the blockchain and actually produce more of the same of what it is. So you could actually just mint coins uh, through the block blockchain. Um, I recommend like Cardano. This is going to be a blockchain project that uh, is going to be used as a public utility uh, blockchain. Um, so you'll be have things like identity management where people just, you won't have to carry your driver's license in the car. You just have a app through Cardano on your smartphone. And then your identification is just run through as a digital certificate through the blockchain. Um, I mean, I don't know, man, I went big on Corvano and uh, I lost like thousands of dollars. Carvano, Carvano did not do it. I thought it was a good idea too, picking your car up. Oh, you're talking about Carvana? Oh, sorry. Wrong thing. No, I'm just kidding. Carvana. And then what we were talking about was Cardano. No, I know. I was kidding. Yeah. Um, the, but I will have a question. When you say the term you used, was it breakpoint or was it what? The, I forgot the term you used. For what? Um, breakpoints. Like, um, breakpoint? Yeah, like Cordano is going to be used as a breakpoint. Is that what you, what was that? Was the term you used? Blockchain. Yes. Explain to everybody what a blockchain is. That was the word that I could not come up with. So, you know, a blockchain really, in essence, is a network uh, that's run through the, through the internet. And what you do is you have like a peer, you have like a peer technology, it's like peer to peer technology or, uh, you know, it's like a decentralized distributed ledger that records like a digital asset on it, you know? Gotcha. Um, sometimes it's like a proof of work architecture where it would fix a problem, like fix a mathematical problem in order to produce something, or it would actually be a proof of stake model. Like Ethereum is moving into Cardano's proof of stake where um, it actually uses what users stake a certain amount of that token or that coin on the network and then uh, it produces liquidity or another coin to help help actually the network uh, work. 
that will help make the blockchain work. What is a crypto, and maybe it is Cordano, what is a crypto that, or several crypto-related coin that you can get into that is some risk, very volatile, but it could be a huge reward? Is it still Dogecoin? Is it still that? Or is it Litecoin? Which is it? I think you used the other word, uh, safe moon. Are one of these the bigger one that's going to probably grow five or six times over the next year or two? I think a lot of them will, but I think Cardano will more. You have more faith in the Cardano now. And what's Cardano's – what is that on the on – the, like oh, it would be like, Coinbase? So yeah, so it's native token is ADA, ADA. So it's the ADA token or the ADA, and you can get it on Coinbase or eToro. Um, you cannot get it on Robinhood. I might have to ditch Robinhood. No, you can't get it on Robinhood. Yep. And that, that should actually show you really like, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not impressed by that platform at all. So where uh, do you typically, where would you trade on if you were somebody who's just getting into it? Say you have a lot of money and you're looking to get in where, give me the starter kit. Cause this is a time right now, folks, where it might be where, I'm personally thinking this is happening, and Vig, you have certainly talked about it. This is a good time to get in. This is the time. Everyone, it's scaring a lot of those people off. Oh yeah, so then the real players will be, and that's actually how it started year, you know, years ago. The everybody got everybody bailed out on Black Thursday when the when coronavirus was rolling in. It was like, why would I own this? This is just like. This was just like that weird decision. This was like that weird decision I decided to invest in when I was drunk at the bar. So it's telling me about Bitcoin. I'm just going to shill this. I've invested in Bitcoin several times when I'm drunk, actually, which is interesting you said that. And it's not an exaggeration. Well, I mean, I think obviously if you wanted to just get involved real quickly, you can, uh, which is an exchange where you can just, you can, you can not custodially hold your wallet. So you don't have to like prove identity, uh, and you just kind of just be completely decentralized, you know, and trade trade some more, but more for more alternative coins that uh, could you know could could provide more of a of a of a high growth investment in the future. So you look at everywhere you look right now, and people are talking about Bitcoin, and the sky is falling down. This is as low as it's been, and I believe over a year, if I'm not mistaken. That's a big, that's significant. There are people calling for the end of Bitcoin right now. There are people saying this. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's, it's a lot of, getting a lot of negative press right now. So you, you're just you sitting there that? keeping this pop, this optimistic, positive vibe, which I love because I was starting to shake and not maybe not maybe think twice about my investment future. Yeah, I didn't even know that, uh, that that was like a worrisome thing right now until you had mentioned it to me this afternoon. How we were going to, you know. But uh, I just um, yeah, these these this is a particular big dip. Um, but these have to happen in order for the gains to come. So, and that that's with that's with that's with the stock market as well. Absolutely. So, the next week, because we're going to do one of these once a week, folks. We're calling it Tales from the Crypto Keeper. That's you, Vig. You like that moniker? Yeah, it's not bad. There you go, the crypto keeper. I love it. Crypto keeper on on Crypto Tuesday. Crypto Tuesday, I love it. So we're going to be doing this once a week. Little spot 
for 40 something podcast with Valley and the Vig. Vig gets to spread his wings because if there's one thing the Vig has been paying attention to over the last pandemic, it has been an absolute eye on the cryptocurrency situation. And he, he brought up things to me that I never heard about. So we're going to keep on giving you those people who are interested and you're just dipping your toes in the water. Hopefully this is a good outlet for you to kind of listen to what you can do. You can certainly interact with us, ask questions. And the crypto keeper is the VIG. And we will be right back with even more on the wild world of cryptocurrency. This is 40 Think Podcast with Valley and the Vig, a.k.a. the Crypto Keeper. I want everybody out there right now, check out Dr. Hank Finkel's book. Am I Still the Ocean by Dr. Hank Finkel and illustrations by Shannon Hain is available now on Amazon, anywhere you can get books, and hankfinkel.com. It is a thought-provoking, layered look at the spiritual aspects of water cycle through the perspective of an epic adventure. A little bit of Zen, a little bit of science, the story invites the reader's imagination and reflection using themes of connection, change, and renewal. Stunning watercolor images crafted by the author's niece engage the reader and set a dreamy visual tone. This book makes a wonderful introduction to meditation and spiritual awakening. It will be treasured to launch conversations about the bigger themes of life. Check out Am I Still the Ocean by Dr. Hank Finkel and illustrations by Shannon Haney. Something podcast! And it, of course, is time for Tales of the Crypto Keeper and our resident crypto keeper. We got the Vig on the other side. And Vig, a little more positive than we were last time, but not too positive. How is our cryptocurrency looking now after... Really, honestly, one of the scariest weeks in a long time. Sure. Huge dip. Part of uh, some manipulation, really, that came out of the out of the Chinese government about how you can't use digital tokens for payment. And we all know that that is actually the case as of right now. You cannot. And that's all it really was. It had sent this fear and manipulation through the market, which caused a lot of panic selling. So if you are just starting to get involved with this, you saw your your investment most likely liquidated. Uh, I've been involved with this for a couple of years, and I saw several of mine liquidate yesterday and caused a lot of panic through the market. You couldn't even sell your stuff at one point if you wanted to. I don't know why you would, but a lot of people just got very freaked out and, and sold, and that's going to happen. It just goes to show you how many new people are involved in the market. Uh, so it did bounce. And it is headed back up today and things have stabilized. I do think that it will start to go back up again. There is going to be some regulation by the United States uh, government sometime this year about all this stuff, because a lot of people lost a lot of money yesterday and they don't know what they're doing. And they're going to put these consumer protection acts in place to regulate this stuff. It's going to happen at some point. We, this is why we can't have nice things. and uh, <laughs> But it overall will actually protect people and uh, it will make the, it will really make the industry more mainstream, except that we're going to definitely be on the hook for, for taxes and uh, probably certain tokens will be registered as securities, like, like how some stocks are 
on Wall Street. And, um, you know, I think that that was starting to creep around too. People were selling off of that. But um, yeah, I mean, you have to have what they call diamond hands. And that means you just have rock hard hands, jewel hands that just don't move. So you just don't hit that sell lever and uh, get rid because it's very easy to see your shit liquidate and be like, Oh my God, I have to try to at least save some of me. It's, you know, it turns into like a great depression stock market crash every 45 days with this stuff. And people just aren't used to that at all. But, uh, but I mean, it, everything is coming back big. Bitcoin is up at the moment, $3,500 already. So there is a comeback here. And this is the this is the kind of the comeback. Now, is it too much? Would you call this a comeback that you're going to see sustained, or do you think it's going to hover around the upper 30s, low 40s? Because it is up incredible amount already this morning. Sure, I just I think there's going to be a slow rise over the next couple of weeks going into the summer. And we were saying we were talking about how this was going to happen all along that there was going to be a huge crash, and you know, I just it's hard to time when these are going to happen. And there's going to be another one in the summer. And then there's going to be one in the fall. There's going to, and then there's going to be one. One of these is going to be the one that that is that comes in because of regulation that's announced, which could come any day. And then that's going to put us into a bear market for about a year. And then, and then it starts. Then then we'll have like the the mass because then a lot of these a lot of these blockchains like uh, Ethereum, Cardano. Polygon, these things will actually be operational. So they'll almost be like financial institutions by then. So, all right. When you say financially uh, useful, as I'll paraphrase, just for the noobs like myself, what we've talked about it before, probably at nauseum. But when you say, what are these other cryptocurrencies, Ethereum, Litecoin, what are they doing in terms of functionality? which I think a lot of people aren't sure about. Uh, Litecoin could be a viable solution, a lighter, more sustainable coin that that could be used for payment. Uh, the Ethereum blockchain can be used really for a majority of the financial transactions that we do now through Bank of America or Wells Fargo, but done via them decentralized over their blockchain. Um, so this could mean like paying your mortgage, paying your rent, uh, putting a smart contract online that will actually automatically uh, put your grocery order in each week and have it delivered to you, have your uh, your childcare paid, um, buying and selling artwork um, through like what they call an NFT or a non-fungible token, which is basically a unique signature token on the network that it's its own thing. So you can tie that to a piece of artwork and put it online, buy and sell. So it would just be all kinds of new versions of commerce that will be available over these next two years once things get running. So things aren't really even running yet. We're trading off of possibilities right now, which means, which just goes to show you how big this can really be. Yeah, so if you're not paying, a, paying attention to cryptocurrency right now, and there's a lot of people our age, folks, there's tons of people, I don't get it, fuck it. I don't understand it. It doesn't make sense to me. Meanwhile, all these little millennial kids and all these generation Zs, they're these little Robin Hood traders, they're mm -hmm. all buying into this cryptocurrency because they understand the possibilities. Sure. Just because you don't understand the possibilities doesn't mean it's not going to exist. So you're going to have to change your thinking and the almighty dollar might the American dollar might be challenged here, and that might play into the globalists are taking over. This is part of it. The globalists, arr, arr, globalists. 
Thank you, Alex Jones. But but right now it's on the comeback. Bitcoin still, if you in comparison to what it was a couple weeks ago, it's still down. You know, maybe a couple months ago, it's still down twenty thousand dollars. You know, so it's still significantly. If you're a guy like me and a lot of us bought in after. at around 42, 44,000. Then there was a little bit of a boom there. Mm-hmm. And that happened right around when, Vig? The boom boom happened really from, well, it really started from about the late late part of uh, February, you know, went to about 46, 44, even down to 42. And then there was just been a steady rise through March and April. Um, I'm going to go back came- to last year when we were at $8,000 a coin early yeah. in 2020. So I want to bring up this point, which we brought up in a private conversation yesterday. Bitcoin had its greatest successes during this pandemic, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes, because it really became deflationary and it, it really goes up when there's like a lot of uncertainty going on. And what happened was people weren't spending their money on concerts. They're not spending their money on vacations. They're not spending on movies. Money on- on movies, not spending money going out to eat. So what do they spend their money on? Home improvements, Bitcoin, and weed. That's literally all I spent my money on the last year. Not just Bitcoin, other cryptocurrency as well. And now what we have coincides with everything opening up, a huge crash, a huge sell-off. So if I'm a probably one of millions of people who were got in real late about a year ago, a little over a year ago, around 42,000, said, hey, I better catch on to this. And then you saw how much money you can make just by investing right then, let alone 8,000 in the beginning of 2020. You're investing at 42,000, 44,000. All those people, two things are happening. The economy and the market and the vacations and everything's opening back up. So they want to spend some money. And then secondly, they're losing their shirt. So a lot of people are getting liquidated right now, to your point, who invested heavily in Bitcoin over the last 13, 14 months. And now they're like, holy shit, I get to spend my money again. But the problem is they just lost all of it that they made. And now they're nervous as shit. So this is probably weeding out a lot of rookies is what you're you're, you're suggesting. It is. It's uh, weeding out a lot of the weak hands. And really, you know, I, I know I say a lot about this is not a financial advice. Well, this is financial advice. And that this would be to just if you're going to get involved with this type of uh, of trading and, and investment, to to do what we call dollar cost averaging, and what that is is that you put a residual buy in either each week, each day, each month, the first and fifteenth of each month, and then you buy it at one low level, and then you buy it at a mid level, you buy it at a high level, and about at a mid level, and you follow the fluctuation. So as volatile as it gets. You're just constantly putting in a buy order in there. And then you ought to, you know, at the end of this trail, you've accumulated all this. And in, in your, your, uh, your, your investment is, has, it's just, it, it, it tallies out. It levels out basically. And you're going to end up on top because you're buying at low levels and mid levels and high levels. And, and uh, you, you, you won't be so susceptible to these huge pullbacks because these will always continue to happen. In fact, they're going to get bigger and bigger. So this one that just happened, the next one's going to be bigger. The one after that's going to be bigger um, until, until it's going to be, until it's going to be one that just blows it off. And what that's probably going to be is the fact that the United States government and the SEC will come out one day and say this, these are the new laws of the land 
according to, to this, regarding cryptocurrencies. And China will be continuing to, because the thing is, China and the United States, we're, behind the scenes, they are freaking the fuck out. This is a way where the, where the Generation Z who has shit, and they're like, oh, you know, these pension funds and these 401ks, fuck that shit, dude. Look what you could be make in a matter of months if you really know what you're doing. These guys that study finance, they study economics, and they, they, they can now apply this to a supercharged network that's doing it. And they, they can make in six months what it would take them 20 years to do the old-fashioned way. These old, these old governments and old financial institutions are freaking the fuck out. I, I had a guy on Fox News yesterday. I just watched it. Come on. And he led with the story. Bitcoin's down below 40,000. Like just trying to like stick it to everybody. Like, I'm like, okay, dude, at least try to sound like you're an impartial journalist. But he was just like, you could sound in his voice. He was happy to hear that it was below 40,000. Like, this is the demise. Like, they want that to happen. They're scared as shit. They're, they, you know, they didn't see this really coming. And other people did do the, some of the generation X, uh, generation Z, generation X too. Like, people have seen this happen. My mom screamed at me one time said you're gonna lose all your money with that bitcoin this was like two years ago no she doesn't say anything anymore she just doesn't ask the funny thing is you put so you have made so much more than you've put in over the years i know you're still playing with the house's money a guy like you and by the way folks the reason we're doing this every single week vig is a smart motherfucker and one thing he studies a lot is cryptocurrency and when smart motherfuckers study something a lot, I want to know what they're talking about. So that's the reason we're doing this segment at least once a week, maybe twice a week. A week like this, we might do two episodes, which we're going to combine two, because this is important. And this is something that is an opportunity. And Vig, I'm going to toot your horn. You're not a guy to toot your own horn. Vig has predicted everything that is happening since we've started this show. He's predicted every damn thing. So if you're paying attention, not that this, and he, we are completely not, not in any way responsible for how you spend your money. We want to make that very clear. But Vig has had successes, and he has diamond hands, and which is very important. So, you can always have them, and I wish I had more. I wish I had them more back when holding a lot more of certain things. I was letting it go because at that point I thought I was, I thought I was doing good, and, and I should have just kept. Holding. So I, I would always say, you know, like I keep saying, this is not financial advice, but this is hold your longest back, whatever you have the most of that you believe the most in don't sell. And especially don't sell in times of these and don't sell when it peaks out and you're saying, Oh, wow, this is like, this is really great. I mean, if you need to, I mean, you, just, you know, if you want to, then, you know, if you have it earmarked for it, basically have a short bag and a long bag. Yeah. Um, because honestly, if the times that I had like let stuff go, because I thought of like, this is a great plump, nice level, very plump, everything, the healthy gains, it ended up going higher. <laughs> exactly. exactly. We haven't seen a peak yet. And that's and that's the thing. I am actually with you, Vig. I was unemployed uh, for a couple months. I had to sell about 75% of all my cryptocurrency and then the drop. So I'm kind of lucky, but I was forced to sell just to maintain a, a lifestyle. Um, but it was pretty much house's money that I sold. And then what I have left in there is what it is. Um, but I mean, geez, I, I would have been cleaned out. I would have lost at least half of what I put in. And actually I would have lost everything. 
I would have lost everything at this point if I maintained what I had because everything dropped like a rock after I sold. Right. And there's people picking up the pieces this morning about that being like, I shouldn't have sold. Look at it. Look at it come roaring back. If I just would have held on to what I had. The thing is these, these government institutions, they want you to sell. A lot of this was an orchestrated plan. Yeah. China coming out. I mean, they're just dumping on it right now. How many oh, yeah. news stories did how many news stories did we see negative about Bitcoin and cryptocurrency over the last week? Really, since Elon Musk dogged Dogecoin on Saturday Night Live. That was like the beginning. And then that was the beginning. Yes. And Dogecoin is is, is one of the, the ones that really suffered uh the most, but actually has come back. It's up 61% in the last day. And so that's these are amazing. these are highly good. volatile places uh these are highly volatile coins um you know really, really invest at your own risk if you don't if you feel if you feel that what happened over the last 24 hours you, you're you're like whoa whatever i'm out of this you know like, then 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 don't get involved but it's going to be a long hundred years for you if you're not going to get involved with this it's going to be a tough century for you i mean there was definitely an orchestrated things in like you just have to remember that this is how this is going to be because this is yeah. a very disruptive technology that has now caught on. Um, this is a revolutionary people, thing. What people need to know. It's not a scam. And the, for the people who didn't think it was a scam back years ago, like me, and there was like, oh my gosh, this is going to change the world. You're looking like a genius now. I know to the point where I can basically just say F you to whoever I'm working for right now. Yeah. I mean, look, and, What's cool about this segment, folks, what I love about it, you have a guy who's been in Bitcoin for several years now and who has paid attention to it, and you have a noob like me. So a lot of you guys out there might be like me and interested. And again, like we're talking about, if you do not get on board with this and board with coding and a lot of the new technologies that are coming, the 5G, everything that's happening, if you're our age group and you're not catching on, you're going to be the old guy that no one wants to talk to. I know. I already feel like I am that. Like I am. I feel like I am that guy. Yeah. No. What though? But we can have conversations with millennials, and we can have conversations with Gen Zs, and we can talk their language. They're going to be running things in ten or fifteen years, not us. Mm -hmm. And they're yeah, a lot smarter than us in a lot of ways. Yes, they're lazy, and yes, they horrible customer service, and yes, they don't have any spirituality typically, and yes, they're annoying, and they're in their phones so much. And I caught my. My son jerking off the other day, but that's not the point. I'm kidding. I don't even have a son. But you know that, Vic. Yeah. So that joke played in the moment, but it was complete farce. I'm not honest for a second up here. Anyway. Yeah. But on the real, though, this is a very important, I think this is a very important segment of 40-something podcast, and we're going to bring it to you and utilize the Vig's expertise who's been studying this market relentlessly for years. He's won, and I would say this. And again, no financial advice. We are not responsible. But the VIG, I'm following right along because he knows his shit. And we're just going to give you a perspective. You do with it what you will. Do, do your own research. Uh, I, I don't want people just to follow what I'm saying. Um, I mean, people were never doing that anyway. You get so. so scared of people of feeling responsible for you making your shitty decisions with your life. Vig isn't responsible. I'm absolving him of his responsibility. He's just telling you what he does, what he thinks about Bitcoin. 
and I'm learning, baby. I'm with you guys. I'm just learning. I'm like a little guppy trying to swim with, with the sharks in the cryptocurrency world. Tales from the Crypto Keeper. The Vegas. It's funny. The Crypto Tales from the Crypto Keeper, yeah. I, uh, you when I get a call, our, our friend Kyle, who you, who you know, uh, he, he calls me like every week now to get his scoop on things. And he'll ask me, like, you know, he'll just ask me different questions to see what my reaction will be on it. And I started digging the other day. I'm like, man, nobody would like, do this and now like i get like you know people want to they want to get the scoop on things and stuff and uh you know people people are starting to do their own research and they're starting to find projects that they really agree with yeah and so you know it's look at look at our all of them look at these professional graphics we have here on 40 something podcast folks this might actually i might make this a video just so you guys can see this amazing these amazing graphics yeah yeah and they say we're unprofessional and amateur, Vig. Well, fuck them. <laughs> we, we keep having these great impromptu endings. But, um, I, I mean, honestly, everything's making a healthy comeback, but it's still way, way off of its oh, yeah. high. So, if you were me, you still lost everything. Yeah. You're just, it's just, uh, there's a ray of. Yeah, be even. If it, me, I would be even. If I didn't, if I stayed in and didn't touch anything, I'd be even right now. Uh, Actually, me. I'd be down and be in the red. Yeah. Vig is about five and a half million to the good. <laughs> I don't know if it's that much. <laughs> no, but I will. I will actually admit I don't hold any of the the more volatile coins right now so i don't actually own what everybody's been to what everybody's talking about i own more obscure ones that uh are hopefully going to be like a public utility for for us going forward and that aren't aren't really like blasting through right now but uh will be and they do at times and they're, they're a little bit more subtle but when when these pullbacks happen they don't uh, take. They don't get greased up like Dogecoin does. So, and yeah, not volatile. Not volatile. But what's what you're talking about is things that you think are going to have percentages of in the thousands of percentage of growth over the yeah. next several years. So that's sure. what Vig is doing. Vig made a killing. This is how brilliant this guy is. He's he, and we, and would you like to divulge any of those little uh, those ones, or you want to kind of play that close to your vest still because you don't want yeah. anyone else to. I mean, I, I just play it close to the best really at this point. You really, when, when, when you do divulge, it just opens it up for criticism now in, in our opinionated society. And you're afraid of criticism. Gotcha. No, but I just don't want to, I don't want people to think, Oh, well, that, you know, but Hey, I have a subtle confidence really. So I love um, it. I, you know, I just think everybody these days has to always say like, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm doing. This is my opinion on things. This is what I'm doing. And I'm saying, I don't have to do that. Like I'm a guy that ditched Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. I don't have to give my opinion or let people know what, what I'm eating this morning for breakfast or like, wait, 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 wait. what did you eat for breakfast? I had some Quaker instant oatmeal and uh, some orange juice. That couldn't have been a more boring breakfast. Holy shit. <laughs> no, was, oh, yes, I know. That was horrible. Jesus Christ. I'm, I'm not going to edit it out. It was so bad, but it was quick. So it was nice. So I like that. We're, a nice clear boundary on this segment. I love it. And we are pretty much done. Anything you want to say on the way out here on 40 something podcast, 
from Tales of the Crypt Keeper. Well, I would say, you know, basically, if, if you want to uh, get get involved with this, you you heard you heard it here on the program uh, of, of what we feel about uh, what's going on. And I would just say, you know, we're all starting to come out of this pandemic now, and some people are coming out of it a little bit better than others. Uh, my neighbor isn't coming out too well, but uh, I'm some, and then some, some people are high, high flying right now, you know, What's going I'm on some, with your neighbor. <laughs> I don't know. There was just some sort of like pandemic uh, quarantine explosion out here the other day. And, Sexual uh, explosion. Was it like a, big no, thing? no, they just went off. Said my, it was like the guy's girlfriend just like screamed at him like that. She was so fucking sick of this and that, uh, She's over it, and you know, I think a lot of people are, especially if you have to like, if you if you're full, especially if you're fully vaccinated, and you're walking into these places, they're like, you have to keep wearing a mask. It's like, what's the point of getting vaccinated if I have to keep wearing a mask because some of your employees don't feel safe about getting the vaccine? Like, like fuck you guys. It's interesting so. you said that on our on our Instagram. I actually had a two minute video, one of our more popular videos. Uh, that did not include marijuana smoking. And I basically told anyone who's telling me to wear a mask in places that are, look, if you are a business and you are telling me I need to wear a mask, I'll wear your mask. I'll play your little game. But if it's Wawa and it's saying, if you're fully vaccinated and I'm carrying my card in my back pocket, I mean, I was getting dirty looks at Wawa yesterday. Dirty fuck. Don't you give me a dirty, you know why? Because I'm a 43 year old straight white man and they probably think I'm a trumpet. God damn it. God. I was so over the moon positive about this mask, all the mask mandates, because I think our population's stupid and masks scientifically help, just like seatbelts do. You. They don't stop it, they help. And people were being very selfish. I despise those people. I still have nothing but to say for those people. But I'm vaccinated now. Mandates are up. Stores are letting me in there. Take your dirty looks and your words and your social justice shit on social media and shit stuck stick all of that shine that some bitch up real nice and stick it straight up your candy ass quote future president Dwayne Johnson 